Welcome to the Resilient Life Hacks podcast with host Elizabeth Myers, broadcasting live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern on YouTube and Facebook. Tune in weekly to learn how to have a winning life by building a strong spirit, soul, and body. The Resilient Life Hacks podcast is distributed using Anchor. If you haven't heard about it, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your own phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so that it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many others. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, welcome to Resilient Life Hacks. I'm your host, Elizabeth Myers, and today we're going to be talking all about overcoming adversity. And this is a really important topic because sooner or later, everybody's gonna come up against adversity and having the, the tools you need in your toolkit to overcome that and to come out on the other side stronger rather than being beaten down by that are, are critical life skills that we all need to have. And I think this year, 2020 has proven that all to us. There's just, it's just been one wave after another of adversity hitting us. Um, I feel like we have to have good coping skills even just to turn the news on these days and to digest the information that's coming towards us. The other day, my my teenage daughter kind of went on a little rant about how bad for your mental health the news is. And she's like, come on, people, you just need to turn off the news. You need to watch a little more Bob Ross, for Pete's sake. And I just, I thought that was hilarious. Um, as a side note, uh, watching Bob Ross, the painter from PBS from back in the day, is actually, I found very helpful for my anxiety. First of all, two reasons. First of all, his voice is just so soothing and peaceful and relaxing. It's like, it's gonna be okay. And uh, the second reason is because I'm a recovering perfectionist and he'll just have this beautiful painting and then he like intentionally messes it up and um, he shows you how to correct those mistakes. And so we were watching him make one thing and he's like, oh, suppose I did this. And, I mean, he just made this hideous looking mark on his canvas. And he goes, you just make it into a bush. And if you make a bigger mistake, you just make a bigger bush. So um, I like that. That's kind of something that I've caught on to and own now when I mess something up. I'm like, it's okay. I'll just make a bigger bush. So I think that's a, a great thing to hang on to. Um, but today we're going to get into um, talking about the 10 keys to overcoming adversity through a winning mindset. And this is all based on content from my first book, Undefeated, From Trial to Triumph. Um, and actually it is on sale this week on Amazon. They're doing like a, a countdown sale. So I think it's for the Kindle version is $2.99 today. And then I think tomorrow it goes up to $4.99 and I don't know, like every day it goes up more. So, um, if you want to snag a Kindle copy of it today is cheap. And so you can head on over to Amazon and do that if you would like. Um, like last week, I do have a, a handout that covers the things that we're going to read. So you can also download this from my website. Um, the 10 keys to overcoming adversity through a winning mindset. Now your copy will be clean. It won't have all my chicken scratch on it. I made notes here for today's little talk. And um, a couple of my sons had dentist appointments this morning and my daughter had an orthodontist appointment. And so I was sitting there for an hour and a half or so. And I, I jotted down my notes on my piece of paper preparing for this now, because that's, that's what we got to do when we're momming and, and doing other ministries online, right? 
So without any further ado, we're just going to jump right in. And um, there's 10 of them. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on each one. I have a lot more to say. And that's why there's like a chapter on each one of these in here. So, um, you know, if you if you want more, read the book or uh, go to the website. I cover some more of it there. But this is just this. We're just scratching the surface. And um, over time, we'll dig into some more of these topics more in depth later. All right. So number one is um, to think like a warrior. I think a lot of times um, adversity catches us off guard because we were expecting life to be easier. And I think sometimes, especially as Christians, we get in this mindset of, oh, when we have Jesus in our life and we pray about things like everything's going to be cool. Um, and that would be nice, but that's not how it works. And even um, Jesus warned us. He said, you're going to have trouble, but don't worry because I've overcome the trouble. So I think uh, just having the mindset of approaching life like, hey, we're in a battle. This is not a playground. There's actually real spiritual warfare going on around us. And we need to be engaged and to be thinking through what are we actually doing here and not just float through the motions and go through those things. And then to not be surprised or caught off guard when those things happen. Because we, we can't choose which adver adversities come our way. Again, 2020 has proven that. What we can choose though is our response to those adversities. We can choose our attitude and how we choose to overcome those. We can choose our path from trial to triumph and which route we're gonna take. So thinking like a warrior and having that mindset of fighting back against evil and, and moving forward in the things that God has called you to do is key. All right, the second one is to learn to be okay with unanswered questions. This was a biggie for me. I know it's a common human thing, right? When we go through suffering, what's the big question everybody asks is why? Why me? Why now? Why this? Um, why didn't you step in, God? These kinds of questions. And those have been asked as long as humans have been on the earth. And God has heard those questions, believe me. But I, uh, you know, I just, I think a lot. Um, I overthink everything. And so, you know, I'm always wanting to get to, okay, well, what's the bottom of this? What's the, and what I've realized in trying to sort through the hows and the whys and the what fors of everything is we can never reach the bottom of God's wisdom. It's, it's limitless. It's boundless. We, we can't get down to the bottom of it. it. The scripture says that his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. We can't reach that high. We can't dig down that deep. We can't stretch our arms wide enough to reach around his truth. And so I've learned to come to those kinds of questions when I have questions about God and how he's at work in my life, to not let that pull me away from faith and discourage me, but to let that be an act of wonder and awe that draws me in to say, Lord, you, you are mysterious. You are too great for my mind to comprehend. And to really turn that then into an act of praise instead of an, an accusing act of questioning God with a, with a wrong attitude. Like I, was, I had done that earlier. I shared last week about my story of loss and grief and the depression and anxiety that followed that because I, I wasn't willing to work through some of these things. So I just encourage you, if you're in that place, um, to just be honest with God. I mean, he's a big boy, he can handle it. He knows what you're thinking anyway. And, and trust me, you cannot ask God a question that he has not already heard. And he doesn't always give us the answers. Um, it, it's great to read through Job, particularly the beginning story and the last few chapters where, where God throws some questions at Job. And he didn't answer any of Job's questions. But at the end, Job walked away going, yeah, you're too great for me to understand. And um, if we could just get to that sense of awe, of, of trusting God that he's doing something great and our finite minds can't grasp it, um, that was a really helpful mental shift for me to make. Um, 
So one was think like a warrior. Two is be okay with unanswered questions. And a side note of that too, maybe that's not you right now, but maybe you have a friend or a loved one who's struggling. It's okay to give them space to ask those questions. God's not offended if we are seeking truth from him. Um, there, of course, there's different ways that we can ask questions, you know, with different motives and different um, tone in our hearts. Um, but stuffing those things is not um, ever going to help us emotionally and spiritually to uncover the truth. And that leads us right into our next topic, uh, which is don't stuff your doubts. And that's another thing that I did. There's been a lot of times in my life as I look at circumstances around me and I think through things that I can kind of identify with the little girl in the story of with the emperor has no clothes on. And I'm kind of the, the girl in the crowd kind of going, uh, I think this is not all what he's claiming it to be, but nobody else is saying anything. You know, should I speak up? I kind of had that during, you know, when I was wrestling in my, my time of, of doubt with my faith, um, following the death of my son and really just questioning everything I had believed about God. Everything that I thought was true was now called into question. And um, I, I just struggled with those doubts and how do I voice them and who do I talk to? And because it, it feels, it seems blasphemous. And to some people, you know, you start to question God and they're like, oh, no, 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 don't say it. You know, I'm going to step back so that the lightning doesn't hit me too. That kind of attitude. And again, God is so much bigger than all of that. And it's okay. He understands that we don't understand and we get hurt, we get confused. And we should allow those things, those trials, those questions, those struggles to push us closer into him and not to cause us to withdraw. So again, th this whole, my whole book actually is like, learn from my mistakes and don't do what I did because that kept me stuck a lot longer. So that's why I'm wanting to share with, with people to kind of give you a shorter cut, shortcut through these trials and um, not have to learn things the hard way like I did. But, but I, I did, I stuffed my doubts because I was ashamed of them. And really, I think bringing things out into the light and talking them through with God is much better. All right, so that was three. Uh, think like a warrior, be okay with unanswered questions, don't stuff your doubts. And um, the fourth one to kind of wrap up that that thread of thoughts is believe anyway. And that's just a phrase that I, I came up with myself when I was wrestling through um, things. And it's like, even if God doesn't make sense, just believe God anyway. And it's not, I need to clarify, it's not just like a blind faith of not just, you know, I'm just gonna throw myself here without any, um, facts or thoughts or, you know, just willy nilly, just believe whatever. Um, it's not that kind of thing. What I'm talking about really has to do more with order of how we filter our life. What I was attempting to do when I was struggling was I was taking my life experiences, things that I was feeling, things that I was seeing, things that were happening to me and to people around me. And I was trying to kind of line that up with the Bible and go, okay, well, is, is what God says he's saying about himself, is that true? Um, is he really like that? You know, is he really this loving God when this thing is happening? And what I came to realize is that I had it backwards and that's why I was struggling. Instead, what we need to do is to filter our experiences through the scriptures, to take, just assume that God's word is true and filter our experiences through that. And it, it makes a world of difference. Um, it's not really my place or any of our place to to edit God's word and to say, well, you meant to say this or mm, we need to cut that one out. That verse doesn't fit. I don't agree with that. Um, that's kind of reshaping God into our image. But if we just say it's it's true and I don't understand it all. But when I filter the experience of my life through that, it totally shifts 
um, my perspective and how I'm looking at the, the circumstances and things going on around me. Okay, so the next one is to identify the real threat. Now this is a biggie and this is one that we all mess up frequently, myself included, and especially with things that are going on in our world today, this is, this is a challenging one. Uh, but, but here's my thesis is that your circumstances or the people in your life are never your real enemy. You may think that COVID or financial difficulties or, or losing your job or health crisis are like your enemies, the things that are attacking you, or you may, it may be a relationship with a person that's difficult or, um, maybe, a a leader or a political figure that you disagree with, maybe the person that your hatred is, is aimed at because that person is frustrating your life. Um, but the Bible is very clear. It says we don't wrestle with flesh and blood. It's not human enemies that we should be most concerned about. It's actually, like I said earlier, a larger spiritual battle between good and evil that's raging about us. And so ultimately the root of all of the adversity and the difficulties that we have is this conflict between the devil and God. And it's not an equal contest where it's two, you know, a, a villain and a superhero that are going at each other that are relatively equal. Um, we need to remember who the devil is and that he's a created being of God and God is over him. So looking at it that way has so helped my perspective on so many things. And when I'm having a difficult um, problem with somebody, it's not, that person is not my enemy. I think, okay, the the source of evil at work here is my enemy of, it could be selfishness, it could be pride, it could be uh, materialism, or I, you know, I don't know, what have you. Those things, that, that evil that's tainted that communication is a problem. Um, same with the situations uh, and circumstances. It's not, the circumstances themselves are not the evil thing, but it's how, those things and those people and relationships can be used as tools for either good or evil. And um, it's just, it's really about surrendering our life to God and allowing him to use those. Um, and so then the second part of that is push back against your adversary. The Bible says, if we resist uh, the devil, he will flee. And that to me is just really encouraging. It says, if you, if you sit there and take it, he'll keep throwing punches. But when you push back, he gives up and he quits. And um, I like that. We know that God never quits. He never gives up on us. He will never, God will never give up on you. And God is just saying, hey, don't give up on us either. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on God. But if you resist the forces of evil, the forces of darkness that are in the world around us, they will go away. They will subside. Um, and that empowers us to fight the good fight and to fight the right fight and, and not waste time fighting with each other, but for us to turn together and face against the real adversary. Um, I think that's important. Like I said, uh, you know, in America, especially today and with things that are going on, I think it's helpful for all of us to just reset and, and recheck and remember Jesus is our only savior. And ultimately the devil is our only enemy. Um, there's not a political party or a candidate or a law or a policy that's going to save us and rescue the world and make everything great again. Um, that, that is really an ultimate, it's a spiritual battle. And we need to, instead of fighting with each other, like I said, fight against evil, not against people. Um, 
So that is identify the real threat and then push back against your adversary. Those both have to do with our enemy. The next two are about God. So get to know God better so that you can trust him more. And that um, also ties back into that believe anyway thing. If we want, we need to have a real meaningful personal relationship with Jesus in order for any of this to make sense. Um, there's a difference between knowing someone like a celebrity, you know, or knowing a person um, who you, you actually know them, you have a relationship with them. And I think a lot of times uh, people say, yeah, I know God or I'm a Christian or whatever. And really they're kind of just treating God more like a celebrity. Like, yeah, he's somebody I heard about, you know, I read about him in the Bible, like you might read about a celebrity in a magazine or something. But that's not the same as having that real connection, that daily um, intimate relationship. And so that's really the, the kind of knowing God that we need to go for if we want to be strong to overcome adversity that comes our way. Because just that knowing God as a celebrity kind of thing isn't going to cut it when things get really tough. And then the second part of that is knowing when to surrender. This was um, another biggie when I realized this is that really a lot of times the key to victory is actually unconditional surrender. It just matters who we surrender to. If we surrender, if we give in to the evil forces are at work or we give in to our own selfishness or our own laziness or our own depression or what have you, um, then we're on the losing side. But when we surrender, when we submit ourselves fully to God, then he can take us and take that and use it and his power comes through us. And it, it makes a radical difference. So it's not about me fighting the good fight in my power and my will, but um, it's about surrendering to God and letting him work through us and in us and achieve things for us that we, we cannot do on our own. Um, so those are the two about God. For, the, for our enemy, we had identify the right enemy and then push back. And for God, it's know him truly and surrender. And then the, the final two are um, about you, about your identity, about who you are. And so the first one there is to embrace your worth of who you actually are in Christ. And we are beloved people. Jesus showed us on the cross the extent of his love for us. And I think sometimes it's just become so routine that we kind of take it for granted and we kind of don't really think through what all was happening there. Um, but God loves us so infinitely more than we can ever fathom. And the and in Romans, it says, you know, if he's done all of that for you, if he's laid down his life for you, won't he give you everything else you need for your life? And um, I think sometimes too, we forget that. And we forget that God is for us and he's with us. God is not sitting on high, just judging us and scowling and going, ah, you're messing up again. And he's for us. He's cheering us on. He's saying, come on, you can do it. And I think when we have that accurate picture of who God is, um, that encourages us rather than discourages us. Again, it's, it's the enemy that wants us to doubt ourselves, doubt God, um, think that we're not worthy of God's love, to think, oh, I've messed up again. I can't go back to God. I, I, I can't get this thing right. Um, again, those are not thoughts that God puts in your head. Those are not from him. And then finally, the last one is just remember that you are a victor, not a victim. God has created you for a victory. He's got a victory with your name on it, but we have to get up and go claim it. We have to say, yes, this is mine. Thank you, Lord. I'm going to take it. It's just like if you had the winning lottery ticket 
in your hand, that alone is not going to get you the money, right? You have to go cash it in. You have to claim it. You have to say, I won the lottery. Please give me what I won. And that is the same with victory in our life. God has a victory for us over our adversities and over situations that we face. But we have to get up off the couch and go claim it and go to God and say, yes, God, I believe you have a victory for me. And I want to claim the victory that you've won for me, the work that you've already done. And I want to own that as my own. So super quick. Those were my 10 uh, top 10 keys to overcoming adversity with a winning mindset in a nutshell. Um, again, each one of those is like a, a whole chapter in the book. So tons, tons more to say about all of those. I felt like I kind of um, cheated. Well, all of them really, like I said, there's just so much more to say. Um, but I wanted to just give you a quick overview of that. And I know that was a lot of information really quick. So go to my website, elizabethmyers.me. And um, if you scroll down, there's a post there. Um, it's uh, 10 Keys to Overcoming Adversity. You click on that. And there's um, a thing that you can scroll down and fill in the form to, to I'll send this PDF to you. Um, and if you sign up for anything on the website, you get access to the whole library of stuff. I have several printables on there and I'm, I'm updating it and adding new things um, as I develop new things to go with new ideas I have. So once you're like kind of in that club, then you have access to that library at any time. It's password protected and you can just go in and print off whatever you want. Um, from there. So again, that's elizabethmyers.me. So um, my name is Elizabeth with a Z and Myers is M-E-Y-E-R-S. There's two E's in it and an S at the end because there's 10 million ways to spell Myers and then the dot and then M-E like me. So um, that's where you can go get those. So thank you so much for listening in. Um, I really appreciate you being here. I appreciate all the, the feedback and the ideas that, that people have shared with me. And I've already uh, been approached by several people about being guests on the podcast. So I'm super pumped to announce that next week we'll have our first guest on. Um, a friend of mine, Kimberly Simmons, is going to be on um, sharing with us about living your purpose in life. And I have a few more people lined up. We're working out the dates on that right now. But um, I'm excited about that too. And if you, are interested in being on the podcast as a guest, or if you know someone who would be a good guest, I have a, a put up a form on my website against the elizabethmyers.me. If you click on the podcast uh, button at the top menu and scroll down to the bottom of the page there, I'm going to put all the episodes up there as we post them. But at the bottom, there's a link to a form that um, people can fill out if you want to be a guest on the show and we can, can get that figured out and get you on the calendar and in the schedule. So Thank you so much again. You guys have a great week and I will see you next week on Wednesday. Take care. God bless. You have been listening to Resilient Life Hacks with host Elizabeth Myers. If you like the show and want to know more, check out elizabethmyers.me forward slash RLH podcast. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode, just fill out the form on that webpage so we can connect. Your honest review on iTunes is a tremendous help to sharing this message of hope with more hurting souls. Don't forget to join us next week when we talk about more hacks for a resilient life. Until next time, stand strong, hold on to hope, and love others like Jesus does.